All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50, I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada, the parts you need when you want them. We're in this weird room. It is a weird room. It looks like like a cagey, I've been watching a lot of Russia documentaries, so everything looks Russian to me right now, but this is like a soundproof Thick-ass commercial door with glass, I assume, is bulletproof. Probably, yep. Why do you have a room that looks like a mental institution isolation chamber? This is where we take people who don't play by the rules here in Bellamy. And you notice there's a nice coffee stain on the floor right there. It's very weird. It's like a 70s cop interrogation room. The desk appears to have been gnawed by some sort of velociraptor. There's large pieces of... Particle board missing. There's cables everywhere. I don't know what any of them do. I, I keep expecting your lawyer to bust down the door and say, "Don't add, don't come on, man!" and like drag you out of this. Like that's you've the, said more yeah. than enough. Like you, you, I, my client knows his objection rights. sustained. You this just is, sustained your own objection. This is the wire. This seven eight zero edition. And there's just a literally a wire behind you that goes to nothing. I wonder where that wire goes. This is Holy unbelievable. God. This is a publicly traded company. It is. And we're usurping their resources. Yes. But this is this is cozy, isn't it? Cozy is how you used to describe it. Cozy, claustrophobic. I know it's soundproof. We can't yell for help. If shit no. goes down, no one's going to hear it. And there's peep. just one tiny window, tiny so no one can window. even see what's going and on. And if somebody inside. does jam their face in there, it's 10 times scarier. And there's so there's just two of us in here right now. Yeah. Can you imagine putting just one more person? Like, Bag Milk isn't here. No. Bag Milk's a little man. Small. But if we put him in here, this building, this room would be insane. No, yeah. It's a dare at that point. Yes. All going in a room. But no, this is a dare. You're listening to the Real Life Podcast if you're still listening to this yeah. podcast. If, still, if you can hear us, for God's sakes, yes. send help. Send help. Real Life Podcast brought to you by Finning Canada. 1.4 million parts. 
to serve you, including the wire in the wall. The wire is <laughs> number 17,006. Including, yes. Uh, there's a lot to get to. Bag Milk isn't here again. Is he still in Vegas? It's shameful. Maybe he, maybe he quit. Has... Has the marriage he was in Vegas, has that already been annulled? Is that what he is right well, now? I talked to him today, and yeah. I looked him square in the eye and said, are you married? And he went, what? No. So there's no Mrs. Bag Milk? I know no. there is a Mrs. Bag there Milk, is a Mrs. but, bag but there milk. isn't an actual- But it hasn't been formalized. So if they split, she doesn't get half his bag milk? That's right. They're living in sin. Okay. Yeah. Bastards. I know. I know. It's terrible. But no, he's not married. He's just, I think he's got like family in town Ugh. or something. And he's like, oh, we're all going to the hockey game. And I was like, what? The hockey game's during the podcast? Fuck. That's how dedicated we are. Yeah. the Real Life Podcast. We're doing a podcast, 3% about hockey, during the actual hockey game. During a Monday night when there's a lot of stuff going on on Monday nights, too. It's a lot That's of TV true. to watch. But we're called the Complaining Podcast. <laughs> yes. Where we talk about how our lives are so hard. As we sit in a room, a dimly lit room with wires hanging out. While the, the people at Finning are doing real work, counting real and work. generating revenue with 1.4 million parts. And we're in here complaining about how we don't get to watch television because we're doing our nerd cast. It's a really good nerd voice, actually. Uh, really yeah. good. That's my actual voice. The rest <laughs> is an act. Yeah. You've been changing it. That's you know, right. You know what is a really good nerd voice, by the way? It's Jason Greger. Does he He's really? got a really good, like... I don't want to call it an analytics voice, but like a real nerd. Like, like a when, whiny voice. Yeah, like when yeah. he really wants to give it to some of the nerds, he can deliver right away. You have had the unfortunate car- uh, career to date of having to listen to Jason Greger speak probably more than anyone on earth. Probably, yeah. Are you a fan of the show? I am, yeah, honestly. Really? Yeah. I'm not even blowing smoke. If I weren't working for him, I'd be listening every day at, uh, really? at 2 o'clock. Yeah. Hey, man, it's, it's really hard to do what Jason does. Oh, no shit. Yeah, so it's really hard. No, I'm a fan, man. To be... Just to talk for four hours, yeah, kind of have a sense of what you're talking about yeah. every day. Is we talk for 45 minutes once a week. I'm exhausted. Yeah, after. I know, right? So yeah. no, I honestly I would be tuning in. I never really thought about it until I came to watch him do a show one day. But like the difference between doing a real full show and just being like, oh, here's the Beatles, is huge oh, it's difference. It's the massive. amount of crap you have to think up and whatnot, and like the Bear Morning Show guys mm-hmm. with their skits and whatnot, like they're almost producing like a little TV show every day with yeah. no cameras. Mm-hmm. Right. There's a lot going on. Like it's it's tough. I I don't want to. There's people doing more important jobs. Than us, let's be very real. But well, it, just because it your like, job is tough doesn't mean the other yes. jobs are a different type true. of tough. It but is it is true. tough. It is very tough. Yeah. yeah, he works very hard, and it's nice that there's been a lot going on in the world of sports, both on the field and off the field, that we can discuss. That keeps us pretty busy. Have you ever had a day where you walk in, you're like, oh my god, there's literally nothing to discuss. Most days between July 10th and like August 20th, every summer. I've now gone through six summers in sports radio. And every one of them is a slog. The last couple, we've either had Olympics or World Cup or True. something, but this summer was a rough one. Really? Nothing really happened. We had a farce boxing match. Right. It was the biggest highlight of the summer yeah. in sports related. And you can't really go off topic and be like, okay, hey, we're going to talk about cars. They're going to be like, I didn't want to listen about cars. We, like, we I want to listen yeah. to AM radio about sports. Exactly. So there are some days when it's. Okay, boys, what are we going to do? But then there's other days there's too much to talk about. I just feel like Gregor's got so much sports in his brain pan that yeah. you could just literally grab five random cells, have him say the contents yep. of those cells, and there's a 95% chance it's pertinent. What I can say about Gregor, too, is do, do you like football? No. Okay. Well, I'll use a football analogy for those <laughs> I'm that familiar do. with football analogy. He is like a running back who thrives off contact. Like, once he feels a couple bumps and really gets rolling, like, in the second quarter, he's unstoppable. He is like Marshawn Lynch. He just needs to feel, get hit to get into the really? game sometimes. And then when he, then he's unstoppable. So don't listen to Gregor for the first hour. No, no, that's saying, some days. He's just warming some up. days he's, he's ready to rumble. sliding into the pool. <laughs> some days he's ready to rumble. But there's other days when it's like, okay, first down. 
up the gut, and he gets a little bit nice. I don't know how he does it. Like, let's pretend you're away. What's a normal person sleep? Eight hours a day. Yeah, usually. So that leaves you with 16 hours a day to be awake and living your rich and full life. Yeah. One quarter of that time, Gregor's talking. About sports, yeah. To strangers. Yeah, to people who aren't yeah, talking back. Yeah. No wonder he's so weird. <laughs> is this the Greg Jason Gregor Appreciation Podcast? Is is it, it? Or the disc show. I yes. don't know. It might be his roast. No, not at all. And I think when I when I worked with Struds, too, I used to work with Struds on the night show. Yeah. Watching him learn the appreciation for, like, oh, okay, you can't really wing it, you know? Right. You kind of have to have an idea. Because he was sliding in trying to wing it. Well, I think he th- probably. I think he thought it was doable, yeah. but then he actually, holy cow! He actually, like I'm going to float through this yeah. like I did my storied NHL career, which nope. lasted 17 years. And now he's back. Now yeah. he's back. Well, so my brother-in-law, who's like the number one listener, and I assume our last listener of the show, when we turn it off one day, he texts me and he's like, "Boy, that's a real nerdy podcast. I want you to get back to talking about stuff that matters, like hockey." Like, yes, sir. I'll begin next week. I apologize. So we should talk about hockey. We gotta talk we? about hockey. Or yeah. there's preseason. The five and zero. Five and zero. Preseason doesn't mean anything. It did but, back in the day. Yeah. During the decade of darkness, that yeah. brief shining preseason, we're like, maybe we are gonna string it all together, and Eric Barker will make it. Cam Mag- Barker. Magnus Pyarvi with the hat trick yeah. against the Lightning. Massive. In preseason. Remember when we talked to him about that, uh, and he yes. was like, "Oh man, that was the shit." Yes. I think even like, you said like we thought you were gonna be the king. I think you even said like I thought I was going to be the king as well. It's very weird because I don't obviously talk to players, yeah. and you guys do it all the time. It's like. Very weird to blurt out the garbage in your brain to Magnus PRV, and he agrees. When you realize that a lot of the guys are just dudes, too. Like, they're hockey fans, right? They'd be watching. Kind of like you asked me what I... I'd still listen if I wasn't here. They'd still watch the NHL if they weren't in the NHL, Oh, yeah. For sure. So that one's up there. And, like, listen, you're right. It did matter in the decade of darkness, but you'd rather... 5-0 this year, though, I think is, like, a prelude to, like, a really good season. You'd rather be 5-0 than 0-5. I think that's the best way to sum it up, right? And. The split squad game, it's kind of split down the middle. You had half a Canucks roster as the other half was in China. Yeah, like the crappy Canucks that the, didn't which, merit the trip to China got to stay here. Think about that, the crappy Canucks and yeah. how bad they're going oh, to be this year. And then be. the Oilers. But either way, it's something to build on. And I think one of the most important or maybe overlooked aspects about this Oilers team is, do you realize for the first time in a long time, it's the exact same coaching staff for three consecutive seasons? Mm-hmm. Like you, I think the continuity on the coaching staff is going to be huge for this team. Mm-hmm. You look at a guy like Ryan Nugent Hopkins, who's had a revolving door of head coaches since he entered the Oilers. I believe his first coach was Tom Rennie. So Rennie, Kruger, and then Aikens, who want to include Todd Nelson and Mac T, and mm-hmm. then Todd McClellan. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Nugent Five and six years. And he's still a little boy, Ugh. and he's had all these coaches. So you know, he's not as young, nah, though. Now that I see Yamamoto, and I'm just like, Holy I'm like, what cow. the hell is this little sh- shrimp doing here? But he's good. He is. He goes into the hard spots. Like, I was guffawing at him with my buddies. Like, look at that guy. It's the kid from Scotiabank. He stayed out too long in the ice. And then he goes out and does it. He's had a really good training camp. He had. Well, he had four goals, one assist It's, it's almost years. like... I'm sure there's someone's had a better camp before that. Do you remember when Sam Gagne played his way onto the team when he had a really good training camp? Was that the first year after he got drafted? Yeah, he had the he had the super series they had kind of before training camp, Canada right. Russia, and then right. he came here right away and really played his way onto the team right now. And that's I don't know what they're going to do with Yamamoto, yeah. but he's done everything he could possibly can so far in the training it's camp. It's nice though that we're not. I agree with you completely. Yeah. It's nice that we don't have to have. Um, the young guys come in and yeah. make the team at 18 anymore. Yeah. Like, please, please, Fenson, there's no time yeah. for an AHL warm-up. Now it'd be nice, but it does, it's not necessary at all. Yeah, right? but you can season guys, yeah, right? Absolutely. Like, you know, Pooley I think, is a great player. Yeah. And he's got one of the most animated faces of anyone in the history of organized sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, says more with a cocked eyebrow than half these nitwits can say in a five-minute interview. But if he has to go back down to the A, I don't think they're ruining his no. career. Whereas guys like... 
you know, Yak, who had to just come right into the NHL, day one, good luck, we just sold 8,000 jerseys with your name on the back, that can be detrimental yeah. to their career. Whereas leaving them in the A for a long time, you know, maybe isn't the worst thing in the world. I was at the r- rookie game a couple weeks ago against Nate and McCune versus, versus the Oiler rookies, mm. and my girlfriend leaned over to me. She said, are any of these guys going to be in the NHL this year? I'm like, well, I hope not. Yeah. Like, for the first time in a long time, you certainly hope that yeah. a lot of those guys are Whereas before, you're like, hopefully yeah, the guy probably. at center can <laughs> slot in on the first wing. Because like, they kind of uh, need him right now. They yeah. need him to score the 20 to 25 goals. So Would the Oil have been better during that six-year carousel of coaching staff with, you know, Tom Rennie the entire way through? That's an interesting point because I do think Tom Rennie was a good coach. Yeah. I just think he was entered into a position that is it fair to say that was kind of a no win situation? Like they were still coming off after 09-10, they draft Taylor Hall. Tom Rennie gets to inherit kind of Pat Quinn's team. Mm-hmm. I think that year didn't go to anyone's plan. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't like tire fire terrible. Yeah. That's the thing. I think Rennie would have been Rennie would have been the perfect guy to slide in, I believe, when Todd McClellan came to this team. Like a team that's just just on the verge of getting ready to rumble. So I do like Tom Rennie, all the interaction I've had with him. He was a nice guy, but I think he was just wrong place, wrong time. I'd like to see him get another chance at a head coach, but I think he's pretty happy with Hockey Canada right now. He's mm-hmm. like the face of NHL 18. Do you game? He's like no. all over NHL Is 18. He? It's bizarre. Ah. Like Tom Rennie, it's nice. So. We, did our, we did our voice content over Skype. Poor Tom. Ah, oh, yes. bless his heart. It's hard to think, though, like... Every year during the decade of darkness, I was always like, no, no, it's fine. This year we're going to kick some ass. You'll see. You'll see, everybody. You'll see central scouting with your bullshit <laughs> politics. Um, so I always thought making a coaching change was the right move. Yeah. Like, yep, if that's the move, get him out of here. What a crumb. This new guy coming through. But I also thought Dallas Akins was going to do it. I think everyone did, too, for a while. Right? Like, right? I remember when he brought his family and they took the photo oh, yeah. on Twitter of him hugging his daughters. I was like, this guy's going to raise a Stanley Cup with Taylor Hall as captain. And then, you know, obviously it went the other way, but it all worked out good because of, you know, who's showing up. I wonder, though, it's an interesting thing to think about if just any of the five coaches would have been better than a carousel of coaches. Well, I remember the press conference when uh, Aikens was let go. It was, he said, Aikens, the quote was basically, the plan was to win a couple rounds in, in the new building. Well, they still did that. They just switched coaches. I know they only won one round last year, but yeah. they were kind of on... Aiken's trajectory is just he's not Please, there. They but, did you know, not know about yeah. that catalytic converter yes, of the Oilers engine wheeling in. Dallas Aikens, maybe he was sent from another dimension to give us Connor. But, you know, <laughs> there was. I don't think if Connor would shown up, this is actually something worth talking about. Yeah, I, agree. I was watching the split squad game, you know, having a saucy drink and a laugh as you do. I'm like, man, this is like an alternate universe where there's no Connor. And you look at the building, and it's like two-thirds fall. Now, the difference was that was the f- like most upbeat crowd I've seen in Rogers Place. And every single time they went to the crowd, people kissed. Really? I've never seen anything like oh, it in wow. my life. I was like watching the start of a porno. Wow. Every single person on the camera, like it wasn't even a couple. It'd be like a guy, and they'd have him on the camera. He'd be like, oh, yeah. And he'd just lean over wow. and start kissing his girlfriend. Then Chris Sheets, the DJ guy yep. or whatever, the host, he's like, I don't know what's going in the water tonight, but there's here's the actual kiss cam, everybody. <laughs> I was like, woo. But with the exception of the very high level of morale, can you imagine what the Oilers organization would be like today without Connor? Without that draft lottery, how different everything would have been. Yeah. The lottery happens, there's a new president and GM almost a week after, yeah. a week to the day. New well, lightning coach. speed, it all comes yeah. together once Connor shows, right? It's it's crazy to think what happens if that ping pong ball. We do not have different. our GM. No. We do not have our coach. No. We do not have Connor, obviously. We do not have Dreisaitl. No, they would have. They would have had Leon. No, because I think, why? Because it would have been before the lottery. But we're talking just Connor lottery? Yeah. Leon was before Connor. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Mac Holy T- yeah, shit. That was, that was a Mac Boy, it's T- been pick. a long summer. I forgot yes. the order of players there. That's right. Dry Settle preceded yes. Connor. 
and then we wouldn't have Pugliarvi. But would Drysaddle? I know he had a lot of success with and without Connor. But would Drysaddle have become Leon Drysaddle without know. playing with Connor? I don't think right? so. We wouldn't have Talbot. Because he's nope. probably wheeling in like, I know I'm awesome, and Slats is like, I did your shady little favor on the way to town, see? Yep. Like, this would be a very, we'd still have Hall and Eberly, do for you, sure as shit. Do you think Mac T would still be GM? No, I think things still would have continued to crash <laughs> yeah, and burn. Yeah, it would have been, would have been something different. would have had to flip us a new GM at minimum. But who would that even have been? Outsider. Like, that's... Outsider Joe. Wow. Random Dan. Some that, clumsy tomcat. Well, that really, that really put the Oilers in a different. And look, we're recapping stuff that everyone knows. But seriously, like, but I don't really haven't spent that, a lot of time thinking like, oh, I know. imagine what he hadn't shown up. Because then this happens, and this happens, yeah. and this happens, and it's it's the barn would not. Everybody wouldn't be like, yay, seventy dollars for a pretzel. Yeah. They'd be like, what the fuck is going on? Seventy dollars for a pretzel. Like the bitching is at a minimum beyond yeah. toilets. Yeah, can you imagine what that building would look like in March if they were out of the playoffs without Connor McDavid? That's Daryl Cates' nightmare, isn't it? Nightmare. Well, imagine the white elephant yeah. you saddled with at that point. Oh. And then, you know, that could have cost a mayor's job. Very much People so. could have got so pissed yep. that they're like, get out of here, Iverson. We'd rather elect whoever the hell else yep. is coming in. So it's crazy to think the wheel's in motion. Now, we were chatting about the, the coaches earlier. Is there a favorite, like, random Oilers coach that you jump out? Like, I remember when I was a kid, Teddy Green was yeah. one of the first coaches that I remember. He was a sentient being. Yeah. yeah. With your, is there, do you have one, like, are you a George Burnett fan? Oh, man, like, does Ron it go back? Lowe. Ronnie Lowe is your guy? Lowe. I used to watch Ron yeah. Lowe with my grandpa, and he'd be like, man, that coach is going to have a stroke <laughs> behind the bench. Like, remember he'd throw his gun oh, yeah. and he'd just be purple? Yep. I loved Ronnie Lowe. Yeah, he was, yeah, that's because a lot of Oilers fans, that was their first Head coach, he was there in the playoffs, yeah. 97, 98. I remember listening to like his post-game shows, and he'd just be so pissed about something. Oh, like, yeah. Oh, man, Ron Lowe's going to snap after this game, and I'd for sure listen. It's kind of one of like the last of like a last generation, hey? like kind of an old school, old school like dude. a gruff kind of. Who's, oh, yeah. I think he always knew where he stood with Ron Lowe. And... I can't remember what he did afterwards, but somebody I was talking to at one point was like, oh, yeah, like I work with Ron Lowe. Really? I'm like, what? The Oilers coach? And like, wow. I just imagine when you're done coaching, you just go up to like – the media booth inside an arena and just stay there. And just never leave. And yeah. never leave, and you're, like, around, yep. and you're waiting for other opportunities, not sitting at home on your couch. Just right back to work. But he said that Ron was, like, the nicest guy yeah, ever. I've heard that, too, yeah. And it was just, like, the Oilers of, what was his era in mid-'90s? Mid to late-'90s, yeah. yeah. And then he went to New York briefly after. Okay, He went yeah. from Edmonton to New York. But, yeah, he's quite the career. My brother ran into Ron Lowe at the Phoenix airport. And anyone who's been to Phoenix realizes half of the population of Phoenix is from Alberta. Yes. So you said Ron Lowe walking through like the Phoenix airport was like a beetle walking through the airport. Because it was right in the playoffs last year. So, Ron, you coming back to Edmonton? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm on my way back. And he was just a god walking through the Phoenix airport. Yes, Ron. That's so funny. It must be so weird when you're like a Ron Lowe and you've gone back to normal civilian yeah. life. And then it just kicks up again for 10 minutes at the airport. And then you go back to regular life. You know what else was cool that oh, – it's very cool that the Oilers have Connor McDavid. But you ah, mentioned yes, all on. that stuff that happened like – New GM, new everything. It's really cool to see them. They've embraced the Hall of Famers. We'd seen the banners. But you've seen a lot of other players coming back now and yes. saying hello on the Jumbotron every once in a while, right? In the playoffs, they brought back guys for certain games. Like, that's really cool. And I think that's, again, we know who's in the Hall of Famers. I wasn't alive for any Stanley Cups, but I'm aware of it because we're reminded of Edmonton every three weeks about it. But that's a really cool aspect that the building and Connor McDavid probably helped as well. No question. In Montreal, they have a box just for like former Canadians players. Really? Yeah, and you can go in there. And like I was there a long time ago for something, and I went in and I got to look. And it's like if you've played X amount of games, you just call the team, and there's tickets waiting for you. 
I think that's so good. That I is. think that we should really be making more of an effort to reach out to former Oilers. Alumni, it's huge, man. Right? And, and you know, I think in this culture of sports where you're like, how much does Connor McDavid make? Holy fuck. Everyone just focuses on him. You have a very short shelf life as a professional athlete. Yep. And inviting those guys back later in life, you don't know where they've gone no. since they've retired. You don't know the psychological state they're in where coming back to Edmonton for a weekend and being a god again, yeah. what it does for them. And I think it's it's something the others need to improve upon as an organization. It's so good that they're starting to do yeah. it. And it's funny how they pair them up. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, there's Struds. And then slightly, who the hell? And it's like, so-and-so from the WHA. Yeah. Great. Find these dudes. You know, I don't know. Uh, what's the name of the chap who runs the um, alumni for the Oilers? Barry Stafford. Yes. He came in on one of our first podcasts, told me I had freakishly short arms. It was very difficult to take on. Not uh, really. Thank you. Like, I don't think they're short. Oh, like they're... thank you. I measured them. I, I went to get a checkup, and I made the doctor measure me. That Strud- is something that would rattle. <laughs> Struds and Greg are going to my head about it, and people were tweeting it at me. Okay. Thank you, man. Yeah, I yeah. think they're fine. I think All they're right. Fine. This podcast is getting somewhere. <laughs> but he said that they don't even know how to get in touch with a lot of these guys. Wow. He's like, people move, yeah. right? And, like, unless you're, you know, in the PA and you're, like, an active PA retired player, like, there's nothing they can really do. And, like, that just strikes me that one day they're like, anybody got the email for Boris Miranov? Like, it, no, no. Has anyone chatted with Boris? Yeah, or do does, we know? Does anyone have Jason Bonsignor? Has he been be in? Doing, yeah. And then how do you put out a call? Do you just send out, hey, we're looking for Dean Arsene, <laughs> Bob Essenza, if you know the fall. It's like when you're at an airport and you're yeah, getting exactly. paid. Yeah, exactly. Like? Uh, hi there. We're looking for Len Esau and we're oh, looking for man. Dean McCammond. Who was, I asked you about your favorite coach. Do you have just a favorite Euler kind of from that didn't get all the, the, the fanfare. Like, obviously, the Doug Waits, the Cujos, they got all the fanfare. Was there one that, for whatever reason, you were just like, that's my dude? Oh, man, like a Ryan Jones of yeah, back kinda, in the day. Kinda like, kinda I loved Ryan Jones. Yeah. I loved him because he had flowing hair, and that's stupid, and that isn't yeah. why you like a player, except I'm an eight-year-old. I'm like, look at his hair. Yeah, we're doing it big. I loved uh, Ryan Jones. But, like, back – see, I didn't really get into the Oilers until about 95. Okay. So by that point, like that's like the Kurt Mulpey era, kind yeah. Of, right? Like Smitty was a rookie, right? Oh, yeah. As I sort of was like, okay, what's going on with these Oilers? And like, it just timed it perfectly for the start of Smitty's career, and that's when I got deep into it. But I was just like Ryan Smith to the bones his entire career. I think a lot of people were like Smitty to the bones. That's another guy who's still poking around at Rogers Place every once in a while. It's the best, I know it is the best, and he's in fighting t- shape. Like he looks good. That's the thing, man. Like that's he's uh, he's I use this term endearing, but he's he's a rink rat. Right, yeah. he loves to be around the game. Huh? Oh, yeah. He's always around his kids' game and everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they've done a really good job at kind of hitting reset on the franchise and welcoming everyone back. And yeah, yeah it's been really cool. Do you think they ever? Do you think Chris Pronger ever acknowledges Edmonton again? No. Fuck or vice that versa? Guy. Like, do you no. think there's anything? No. Fuck You've, that guy. But what we do need to do, I say we, like you and me, are calling the shots. Like, what do you say, man? We'll call up Daryl after. What this. should we do? You don't call Daryl. You use the Telegram that app. That's true. all billionaires <laughs> use. Um, I think they got to re- retire Kevin Lowe's number, man. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Chris Russell, great. I don't know what side of the analytics war I'm on, nor do I care. You blocked the most shots in the league. Thank you. Here's any other number than four, yep. and then we hold it, and then we wait, because Kevin Lowe deserves to have his number retired, and I think it's, like, so terrible that they, on the one hand, leave him on the shelf past his expiry date, and then don't give him the honor that it's due. It's got to mess with your head after a while. I They have their whole... Got to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, I understand that Al Hamilton is up there. He's not in the Hall not of Fame. Hall of Fame. I just think for everything, from even just being the first draft pick. Everything, man. First goal. Yes. He was. Assistant uh, coach, 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 assistant GM, GM, he did president. That, he did that ride up all in like five or six years. He's given his entire life since 1979 to the Edmonton yeah, Oilers, except for like maybe two or three years he was in New yeah. York. 
Do you remember when he came back in the late 90s? Yes, too? of course. Yes. And then he had vitiligo, or not vitiligo. He had, uh, Vert, it? Was it vertigo? He had an ear infection, right? <laughs> yeah. Skin bleaching. Yeah. Very good, all splotchy. <laughs> no, you're not remembering history right. No, yeah, and then he, he had to retire. Yeah. Kevin Lowe is a beast, man, and Kevin Lowe should have his number retired, and I think that he needs to be in the Hall of Fame. No, I, I agree with that. No, I think that's the one. And what, what, what confused me most about the Chris Russell when they gave him that is, like, the body off Hall wasn't even cold yet. Yeah. It's like, yoink! It's like there these you go. weird things the Oilers do from time to time, and as somebody who's so emotionally invested in every single that thing. That you like, know, and why? fans notice, right? Of the course. Fans notice, and you know when you swap out a training staff or a GM, they might not pay attention that close attention to those things, but yeah. when you saw it right away, to not have a number four for like 20 years, yeah. and to have one, and then to trade away that number four, and then like two weeks later, like, okay. Like it cheapens Hall, sure, right? You're like, look how fast they moved on yeah. without me. But it also cheapens Kevin Lowe, and I think that, like, I love Smitty, right? Yeah. If you're like, oh, um, Smitty is going to break his leg if you don't get hit by a car now, I'd still take a car hit for, for him, yeah. even though he's not even playing hockey. Yeah. I don't think Smitty should be in the banners, in the rafters yet. Okay. I think he should be down the road. I going to ask you that. I think 20 years from now, we should bring back old Smitty. Yes. Like, there he is, old Smitty. We yes. love you, old Smitty. But there's no rush, right? Yeah. Like, Ryan Smith, to me, is still a, a fighting fit young man. He'll be around for 30 or 40 yeah. years more. The Oilers franchise will continue on. You know, let's retire Smitty's number in 2040. There's a lot of those. I agree with that, but I could also be down for some sort of, I know they have their Hall of Fame room that kind of the media works out of, but let's get some plaques up for a Smitty or a Doug Waite or a Curtis Joseph or any player from those late 90s, early 2000s teams when a whole generation of fans didn't have a lot to cheer for, but it was those guys. For sure. Like, I have groups of friends that still talk about Cujo's save and Todd Marchand scoring oh in 97, Cujo's right? save, I was, oh, yeah, I can remember exactly where you are. Yeah. And I think that, like, it's rude to be like, oh, yeah, we're going to totally have all these old vets working here with suspect jobs for inflated pay. However, we're not going to notice anybody after 1993. Yep. That's not new enough, or that's too new to be old. Like, yeah. Fuck that. No, I agree. And especially with the new building, there's so many There's so many things you can do. There's so much know? room for plaques. So <laughs> many room the for plaques. The old barn, there was no room for plaques. There's so much room for so plaques. So many room for plaques. Well, I think when you frame it differently, too, and you do have the wall of honor, all of a sudden, now it opens up the floodgates of being able to honor a lot more Absolutely. people. And I don't know where you draw the line, yeah. right? Like, Chris Pronger, no. No. <laughs> okay. Get out of here, Chris Pronger. We should have a no Chris Pronger <laughs> That's night. That's the only rule, yeah. Where everybody comes in and just boos him on the scoreboard and remembers what could have been. It's so nice now that time elapses and there's, like, new chapters to the story, right? Absolutely. But, like, let's imagine the others do what they could potentially do. And we won't say the word, but you could win a thing. And maybe there's a couple wins of a couple things. Is there going to be that next generation of Oilers going up into the rafters? And Kevin Lowe still not in the rafters? I think winning makes people forget about a lot of things right now. You're wearing a Boston Red Sox hat. Yes. They brought back Bill Buckner after 1986. Right. If you're not familiar about Bill Buckner, Google it quickly. Yes, but no, he's a curse. Yeah, well, he's... He, he done goofed in yeah, the 1986 oh, yeah. World Series. Mm-hmm. And they won in 04, yeah. and then they won again in 07. Yeah. And they brought him back in 07. And Boston forgot they did anything horrible to him. But everyone was happy after that. It's like the Cubs with the guy that caught the ball. Yeah, Bartman. Yeah, Steve Bartman. They gave him a ring. Yeah, exactly. And so, he's like, I, leave me alone. I'm hiding yeah. in my basement <laughs> for all eternity. You do kind of feel bad for Bartman, though, don't you? I, oh, no yeah. question. I think giving him a ring is like a classy, yeah. classy act. And I think Kevin Lowe not being in the rafters is yeah. the opposite of a classy, classy yeah. act. And I think they're just so scorned from like the low must go era that they think, like, oh, well, we can't retire Kevin's number. Everyone will go crazy. And that just shows you how, like, finger on the wrong limb of the person. They don't even have their hand on the right thing to be measuring the pulse of Oilers fans, right? They're I like, think enough time has passed. Like, the last game at Rexall Place, 
even Peter Pockington got cheered. I that, felt right? so like I wasn't even alive for Peter yeah. Pockington, but I'm like, oh, I cheered Peter Pockington. I'm the best kind of yeah. person. It's so sanctimonious, right? I think everybody needs to have that moment with Kevin Lowe. He Absolutely. needs to have the video montage on the scoreboard where it's like, remember what Kevin Lowe did? And everyone's like, oh shit, that's right. The guy that I was super pissed at for three years has in fact given us his entire fucking life to this organization. Absolutely, man. I agree 110% with you right now. I think enough time has passed and I think he would get a cheer. Like he was- He would. He did a speech at, I want to say it was a Glenn Anderson retirement. Like Mm. he's been on the ice. Like he's delivered before. He came out on behalf of Kate's. Now, yes. I love Daryl Cates. He's my hero. You know, all the secret handshake stuff that one day I aspire to learn. But Daryl Cates didn't come out and face Oilers fans at the end of the arena when everybody was rattled. Yeah. Kevin Lowe came out. Yeah. And to have that level of, like, accountability where you're like, holy fuck, nobody wants to hear old Kevin Lowe speak. And out you march. Yeah. And I thought it was great everyone gave him yeah. a cheer. And I thought that would kind of put some th- hand, or, uh, brains in motion. But... It's weird how the Oilers, like, do things now, and maybe it's going to change in the new year, but, like, I feel like before you could control the narrative a lot. And we'd be sitting here talking, and then, like, all of a sudden, there's an article in the journal, like, Kevin Lowe should have his number retired. And then the next day, Stoffer's like, yeah, yeah, Kevin Lowe. And then, and then all of a sudden, everyone's like, Kevin Lowe, oh, my God. And then, like, it just happens. Mm-hmm. But now it doesn't seem like it's quite, no. doesn't drop in the same order anymore. Yeah, that's a, a very good point to point out. I think it's just the way that me- everything's changed. Yeah. The way we consume everything is completely mm-hmm. changed. Uh, one quick Kevin Lowe story Go about on. how, like, you never always nervous about how the fans will react. This was at R- Rexall Place. I was walking down an old stairway, kind of getting down after the game, and Kevin Lowe was in front of me. So I'm kind of walking behind him. Like, he's maybe three feet in front of me. Yeah. And then I noticed the fan gets in front of us, and this fan is at a couple collie beers. So oh, he's, yeah. like, kind of staggering down the staircase. Yeah. And I think in the back of my head, like, this could either go, like, flawlessly or horribly. Yeah. There is no in between. So I'm walking down. And then the fan stops. He doesn't realize he feels a hand on his shoulder, and it's Kevin Lowe. He goes, excuse me, sir, I'm just trying to get down here. And the fan looks at him, and right then I'm like, oh, no, what's going to happen? And the guy looked looked like basically Santa Claus is in front of him. Yeah. His eyes got big and red. He's like, oh, my goodness, Kevin Lowe. Is that he How are you? Yeah, he's like, oh, my <laughs> goodness. And he's like, sure, he's like, thank you for everything, sir. Kevin's like, yeah, no problem, buddy. And then just walk, kept on walking. Oh, the best. But he was watching like, oh, no, this could be. This you got to remember where you are. You're I know. in Edmonton. Yes. Right? When oh, we yeah. were leaving the game on Saturday night, there was like, we're pretty, you know, pre, yeah, yeah, I, it's preseason, couple. but yeah. it's regular season drinking for me. It's a Saturday. Saturday <laughs> night, turn up, right? So we're like walking and we're not staggering or anything like that, but there's some really drunk dudes and they're like, hey, you. And I'm like, oh man, here we go. And they're like, wait a minute, we're in Edmonton. And he's like, do you know how to get to Knoxville? So I'm like, yeah, it's just <laughs> down there in the right hand side. Oh, thanks so much. And they're like, oh, you want some of these chips? And like the nicest city in the world, right? So really Kevin is. Lowe detractor. Yeah. When in the tractor beam of Kevin Lowe mm-hmm. is super nice. But I also know that there's a lot of people who get in their faces. Oh, yes. So imagine Kevin Lowe. I heard he had to hire security for his really? kids or some Ugh. shit during the strike or during the low. Whatever during it was. something during something happened. Like, security for your little kids. Oh, what the hell? And you never shit. left. That could all be bullshit too, right? I, just, I hear a lot of stuff at the bus depot, but <laughs> now I have to remember I'm actually like talking to people. Like you can't just tell your unsubstantiated bullshit rumors that your buddy told you in the garage. Oh, like, man. oh yeah, right. We have listeners. Wanye hears at at the bus depot. Sounds like a spinoff podcast. <laughs> Wanye at the bus depot. What's that? 9-11 was an inside job? You'd think we would have heard of that by now. We'll take a quick time out. This is a real life podcast. He's Wanye. I'm Ajo. And this is brought to you by Finning Canada. Over 1.7 million parts to serve you. That's Finning Canada. It's late and you just finished a full day work. Your equipment is done for the day and tomorrow bright and early you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly. But there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. 
With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today, parts.cat.com. We're back on the Real Life Podcast. They actually found more parts to serve you at Finning Canada. We're up to 1.8 now. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. It's how, a Monday night. How hard The machine the never sleeps at. over at Finning. They are working 24 are hours a day. Seven days a week. Unbelievable. Next week, holy smokes, buddy. Season opener. I know. Week. It's coming up fast, it's isn't it? It's so fast, the man. The leaves are changing color. It's been the shortest off season where the fans have had in a long time. You know what? It could be what it is. It doesn't yeah. seem like it was that long of a summer this year because it wasn't. No, it was the shortest off season they've had in a long, uh, long people time. Are scoreboard kissing happy down absolutely, the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And next week, uh, what do you want to do? Should we do some sort of season preview? We could. That'd be fun. I do like that. Yes. What? What? How? What do we? How? Well, first we got to get Bag Milk back from wherever he is. Uh, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. that's crucial. But yeah. we could just talk about. Here's a nice point or question I like to ask: Who finishes with more points, Connor or the Oilers? Ooh. Shit like that we can. Ask yeah, them. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's lots of things we get into. They they take the Flames. We get a team you love to see the Oilers beat. Teams you hope they never lose to. Cool. We can do shit like yeah, that. Yeah, like who's gonna play with who and yes. who's gonna outscore who? And we could also just do. Like ridiculous prop bets, like who who becomes the first player that fans try to run out of town? Oh yeah, like yes. What becomes the underrated storyline heading yeah. into the season? Oh, write it all down. Like last week, last season, it was is Drysaddle tired and uh-huh. can Talbot play with twins? Uh-huh. We'll find more storylines to get into. Exactly. Next. So we'll get into lots of fun storylines and shit. Sure, and let's write it all down. Yes. and then we'll go back at the end of the season. We're like, you idiot. Yes. Me and my buddy did that. We sat down right maybe the year before the Connor draft, and we wrote out five years of what we thought would happen with the Oilers. Mm-hmm. It was like, will Hall be here? Everybody here? Yes, yes, yes. Who will score the most goals between them? Yes. But we were, you know, not negative, but not as positive as we'd want to be. We're like, well, how many how many years until they actually make the playoffs? Like, fuck, two, three? Like, ugh. We still have the envelope. Really? Of course. So we'll open it in. I think we have three more years left. Wow. And it's just going to be so weird because Connor McDavid appears nowhere. Oh, yeah. And that's how, you know, things can change like that for the better, right? I like that. We should keep these the sealed. Yeah. In at- or we could write an article. Right and we could make it like interactive, it. right? And I have like people that. say, like, oh, number one, I pick C. Number two, I pick B. Right? I like that because for the, like, we know the Oilers are good, right? So there's... Yeah. The debate of are they good is no longer a thing anymore, right? I think anyone that watches not just hockey but sports knows that they're probably one of the best teams in the Western Conference, top four. And I don't think I'm a homer by even saying that. Like, Let's just get right into it. How? What do you think will happen next year? Honestly, I think I think a lot of things went right for them last season. I'm not saying they're going to take a step back this year. I'm just saying the fact that no one was severely hurt for a long stretch of time mm-hmm. helped out. Mm-hmm. I think... I don't know if you can expect Cam Talbot to play that many games again and really not see a drop-off like we did. I think a lot of things went right. The fact that McDavid was able to stay so healthy and score 100 points, that was a big deal. So I don't necessarily know what will happen in that sense. You don't you don't want to hope for the worst, but really a lot of things went right for them last year. So that's something I think will definitely change. I think, uh, I think Milan Lucic's 5-on-5 five five play will definitely spike up as that's one area he struggled with last season. It's going to be better this year. Yeah, much better. Yeah, much mm-hmm. better this year. So those are a couple of things. Uh, Ryan Strom is going to be the kind of the question mark because I know a lot of people. I know you have thoughts on 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 Jordan Eberle, but he had quite a polarizing season last year. Mm-hmm. So Ryan Strom will clearly have a microscope under him, differently in the way that Adam Larson did because just different positions. Yeah, right. Where I think Strom will, people will always compare Ryan Strom to Jordan Eberle. Always. See, I feel like this. So last year, my. Outlook for the team was let's just make the playoffs, mm-hmm. right? Like for God's sakes, let's make the playoffs. And if you'll recall, at the start of the year, there's people saying they weren't going to, mm-hmm. 
right? Like, Connor, I don't know. He's okay. He broke his collarbone, right? And then he shut everybody up gloriously. $190 million, whatever it was later. Um, whereas I think that this year going into it, you know, the expectation, of course, you're going to make the playoffs. I would say my baseline expectation would be second round. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's right? that's fair. That's where they made it last year, right? I felt like in the playoffs, everybody was so green collectively. Like, mm-hmm. remember when they started and, like, the collective playoff experience was, like, half of a period mm-hmm. once in Pee Wee or some damn thing, <laughs> right? I felt like they gained so much experience last year and like games when they got throttled and then they came back and destroyed the other team yep. and then games they were down and they came back and whatnot. They learned, they went through basically a lot of every iteration of what you can go through for types of games. Absolutely. And I think now they're a very different organization. Yeah, and I think they're obviously better for that moving forward. Like they got that experience last year mm-hmm. and I, off the top, just the fact that Todd McClellan is back and like there's no more, they know what's expected out of them. Now, oh yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. That's going to be real interesting. It'll Cool, it's just looking around the division as well. Like the Kings are a real question mark. Like I don't know. What they, I think they're just. Let's go through older. this list because it's it's been so for so long. Yeah. It's none of my business. Like how <laughs> yeah, the other teams doing? I'm like I don't yeah. know. We're fucked. Like so the Kings, they're a question mark this year. What's yeah. going on? What Dowdy too old now? No, he's still very young, but just they they're who's going to score goals for them? Yeah, like that's one thing. They're they're a good defensive defensively. Team. They're yeah. just going to struggle to keep put the puck in there. Anaheim, I think it's still going to be good. And mm-hmm. I, I think San Jose is kind of the same thing. Really? I think San Jose still has at least a year or two near the. So who they lose this year? Uh, Patrick Marlowe's Marlo. kind of a big one, but they still yeah. got Joe Thornton, who is still there. like I know he's not what he but was. He's like on one years. knee and whatnot. But you, but you do have one of the best defensemen, if not the uh, one of the best yeah. defensemen in the game in yeah. Brent Burns, who got yeah. solid goaltending. Yeah. So that's something that's definitely going to work in their advantage. You have uh, all due respect to all the Golden Knights fans listening to this. Yeah, of course, yes. Kind of have are huge. You have those games to look forward to. Yeah, thirty-one nothing. You have Canucks games to look forward to. A pounding. Calgary's going to be competitive, but the fact that they were swept the season series last year, oh, I yeah. think, was very interesting. So, like that division, it's it's crazy to think, but they should be. Last year, they finished second that division. Mm-hmm. I think the Oilers are going to be over hundred points again this year. Really? I think so. I think so. Oh, again, they finished with man, hundred. Man, this is going to be good. They finished with hundred and three last oh, year. Oh yeah. So I can see them hovering around hundred or like one hundred and one again. I know, like, isn't there's expectations for the first time in a long time? I think pleasant expectations, though, not like oh, they're gonna live up to the hype. It's more like hooray! I think they could have the when it's all said and done, the most point totals per Canadian team. <sighs> like, I don't think I think Toronto might take a step back. Everything went right. I said everything went right for the Oilers last yeah. year. Everything went right for Toronto yeah. last year. I think they have some good young players, but. Is Austin Matthews a 40-goal scorer now? Is that really what it is? I think so. You think so? Yeah. See, like, I hate Toronto, and I feel dirty saying this. I want Toronto to be good. Really? I want Toronto to be good. So they're like, yeah, look, we did it. Look at look at uh, Matthews. He's such a cool stud. And then we meet them in the playoffs in the situation that would be just phenomenal yeah. where Edmonton just punch drunk destroys Toronto. Oh, oh my God. That nice. would be interesting. I want Toronto to be good. I want Toronto to be good because it's good for the game. Yep. It's, it's not fair for, like, Toronto's the most popular team in the league. And their fans pay, even if you're not going to games, a fortune for everything to do with the Leafs. And they deserve to see playoffs. They're just one of those franchises. Every league has them, right? NFL has their cornerstones. MLB has their cornerstones. NBA has their cornerstones. Like, if you put, if you injected Adam Silver, the NBA commissioner, with true serum, he'd probably want a Lakers Boston NBA final. Yeah. Right. And that's if you if you ask MLB or people that show World Series games, they're pretty happy to have Chicago in the World Series and last the NHL year for a while there. Yep. Right. Remember how like all of a sudden, you know, Chicago went from being disastrous to good. Yep. Pittsburgh's in the mix. Boston's in the mix. Yep. L.A. in the mix. And when Canadians were like, oh, yeah, screw you guys. It's good for the game. It's it good is. for the game that all of a sudden now major American markets are being exposed to hockey in the playoffs when it means so much. One question I want to ask you is 
how obviously you're you I cut you before we started and you started bleeding blue and orange. So like mm-hmm, I know mm-hmm. but part of being in this room was it a is good very, cutting. It is very we that's how we in. enter. Very weird you, industry. This do you keep one eye on what the New York Islanders do with your old boy Ed nope. there, though? No, no, no. I wish him all the best. That's it, though. I wish him all the very, very best. But he's... I like the Islanders. Yep. I like Doug Waite. Okay. Right? I do. Right. Yep. I like that they're just on this weird journey to Brooklyn, and Brooklyn's like, get out of here. You no, can't. No stay. one really wants him there. Yeah, and Charles yeah. Wang has yeah. he sold the teams? He's still uh, on the team. It's just, uh, yeah. it's so bizarre. The guy who started hockey fights. David Singer, really, really good guy. He's a huge Islanders fan. Okay. And I went to watch a game with him in Long Island. Oh, wow. And he was just like listening to him talk about the Islanders. It sounded like he was talking about the Oilers. He's like, we've been down for so long. <laughs> good Every- in the 80s. <laughs> Everybody hates us. We won a bunch of cup in the 80s. I'm like, what would this be like? Wait a minute. They even look alike, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that um, there's a lot of guys in Long Island, if they were on any other team, You'd hear a lot more about that. John Tavares, I believe, is one of the best players in the league. I agree. And if he played anywhere else but that time zone with the weird car in the exactly. corner. Exactly. We'd be talking about John Tavares a lot more. Yeah, and for some players, that's good. Yeah. I think maybe from a boy Ebbs, it'd be good for him to go to a team where, you know, when they get the playoffs going, it gets exciting yeah. and everyone's into it. But the rest of the year, people are just kind of like, yeah, I guess. Like, We're in Brooklyn. The Mets doing? There's other things to do. Yeah. Right? Like and I don't even think that a lot of players live in Brooklyn, do they? No, I, I don't believe. There's so many. Obviously, you've been to that. There's so many places to live. Yeah. Like, if I, if I played for the Islanders... Maybe Brooklyn would be in my top three or four. There's some cool spots in there. but True, like, and Brooklyn's changed a lot, it too. Has. It's not the death sentence. No, it wasn't. it's not. <laughs> but you're a train ride away from some pretty cool spots yeah. all over New York City. So it would be cool to see that team eventually bounce back, but... So you're not even going to keep. You're not even going to wear like a player tee. Oh like, no, no, like, like Everly oh, Seven. No, oh, no, no, no. no? Okay. What? No, I don't wear any other team's gear. What the hell! I felt dirty wearing Oklahoma City gear, and it was a bloody Everly shirt. You actually have an Oklahoma City Barons Everly. Wow, yeah, from the lockout year. Did you ever go down to OKC for those games? Uh, no, but I did see them play. Where the hell did I see them play? I saw them play on the road. Really. Uh, in Texas, where they played San Antonio. San Antonio. I saw them play there. Right. That's very exciting. That's actually pretty And I wore my Oilers jersey. Like, there you hey, go. Buddy, how you doing? There There's you go. no Oilers The big guy here yeah. from uh, the right. big city. Oh, hello. Hello, people yes. of Earth. Yeah. No, it was it was a good time. Their barns, actually, the old one was really cool. Really? Yeah. They had, like, this train whenever they would score that would go around the LED ring. It was the Long Island Expressway, and it had a wow. big train whistle. Wow. And for me, because I'm a child in an adult body, I was like, oh, the train, the train again. Keep and scoring goals. Exactly. Who cares what team scores? I did that. Eastern road trip one time. Okay. Where I went to see the Oilers play and then the Rangers and then the Devils oh, and nice. the Isles. Nice. Great. It's cool for anyone that's done it. Like I've great. I've been to a couple of rinks on the East Coast and they weren't they weren't ever like my team or whatever, but it is cool to see just how other you've been to countless Oilers games, right? Just to see, oh, here's how they do it in New Jersey, or here's how they do it in New York. Were you in the old rink in New Jersey or the new one? The old one. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. The how crappy was that one. one. Yeah, how oh, was yeah. that one? Well, I mean, I think what year did we go? Maybe oh three or oh four. And, uh, yeah, it was great. I mean, they were all crappy buildings mm-hmm. at that point. It wasn't the new Aston Square Garden. Oh, but they hadn't beefed it up or anything nope. yet. No, it okay. was just the old school. Wow. And it was still amazing. Yeah. Right? Like, any, whenever I'm anywhere, I'm just so, like, oh, my God, is that the old Devil Center? Beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Look at these cracked pipes. Lovely, lovely. When I went to MSG, they have the jersey worn by Craig McTavish when he won the face-off in 94. Oh, yeah. That is right there. And it's, like, right next to Hulk Hogan's boots from WrestleMania. Oh, so, yeah. like, oh, this is the Mark Majot corner. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, MSG, for and setting this up. I lay for, for four yeah, hours until the police much. made me leave. Pretty much, yes. What is the coolest rink, road rink, or anything you Well, this to? rink. 
Yeah, this is Rogers, the, Rogers oh is up there God. for you. But yeah. I do want. I really have you seen the uh, Detroit rink? No, I haven't. Oh man! So Little Caesars Place. Yes, is that what Mike it's Illich? Mike Illich, wonderful dude. Yeah. Wonderful, wonderful dude. And like part of his legacy was building this new stadium. So they're. I'll try and explain this. The magic of radio. <laughs> it's like their concourse levels like goes to the top of the arena. So take the normal arena and then go outward by two hundred feet hmm. in every direction. But the top of it's a skylight. Ooh. So their whole concourse has like three levels, but it's all got natural light. It's beautiful. Wow. It's, yeah. So, I mean, I haven't seen it. Roger's Place is the best one I've ever seen. But, uh, you know, the building in Anaheim's nice. Yeah, the the pond or there, yeah, and that's the, been there the for Honda a while. Center or whatever it is. And then the SAP Center in San Jose is nice. Were you, were you at the playoffs or you just gone in other games? Uh, no, I was at the playoffs. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to every game at two. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Buddy, the playoffs are back. Yeah, I was like, is... I haven't spent a dime on playoff tickets in the last 10 years. That is very true. Oh, it was the best. Yeah, there, there's some cool road rinks. And, like, honestly, there's another one now. Are you going to go to the Vegas game? The day, uh, like, before Connor turns well, 21? Yeah, yeah. Or can yeah. you not be around Connor McDavid yeah, before no, he turns 21? No, no, no. Vegas is enough space for me to hide and for him to hide, yeah. too. Uh, I, I think so. I don't. Somebody was telling me we were looking into doing a nation trip, Ooh. but he's like, "Oh, there's some conference in town, and all the hotel rooms are ten million dollars." Is that the point of going to Vegas, though? Isn't there always rooms? I think so, okay. but I think that if it was on the any bit day but that day, uh, it'd be easier for us to get people there cheaper. And the idea was just we want to give people the least expensive trips possible. Wouldn't it be great if Connor just rented every room himself and just wanted Vegas to himself on just his twenty like, first Connor birthday. conference? Yeah. yeah, he bought the Bellagio. Connor Con. Yes. He just has Connor. He bought the Bellagio. Yeah. Like, I will just buy this, and I will stay here by myself for three days. I will sit here yeah. and drink the pink yeah. and do one-arm push-ups on the floor of the win until I decide it ends. But they'd be, okay. Like, maybe that's what's happening in Vegas right now. I wonder what Connor on his 21st birthday, like, you see that photo of him and Gary talking in New York over oh, the summer? Yeah. I guarantee oh. you it was Gary was like, well, I gave you five days off after your 21st birthday, Connor. Go as crazy as you want. We've got all the news outlets agreeing to shut up. Like, imagine Connor just went wild in Vegas for like three days there was photos of it with like Steve Aoki and shit they're like local trillionaire Connor McDavid goes wild at Bellagio I'm just picturing Gary trying to invite himself to yeah. the party just so you know Gary or Connor here's my number yeah. I happen to be I can swing through I have a meeting with the Golden Knights regarding uh, jersey perforations the next day just to make sure everything's going according that's gonna be fun man. But I wonder that's... how he does it like I like to think in my mind that every celebrity in Vegas would be like Connor McDavid <laughs> I wonder Siegfried when... and Roy bring him on stage. He rides the lion on for his twenty exactly. first birthday. Like, he just walks past the craps tables, blows in the dice. Everyone wins. Penn and Teller cut him in half. Yeah, and they put him back together. He's everywhere. Uh, Garth Brooks brings him on. Who else does a show in Vegas? Carrot Top. There's probably eleven fifteen. He's tucked in his king size super sweet sleeping hay with like a mask on and like cryogenic chamber blowing oxygen on him. I want to see him handing props to Carrot Top on his twenty first oh, birthday. Be so good. I know that from what I've heard from the bus depot and whatnot, but <laughs> Connor is like he's a robot, but that's fantastic because yeah, yeah. he's set to a setting to win us cups. He's very like low key, but occasionally he'll just sort of like let it be known he's a normal guy. Yeah. And that's what all the team loves. Yeah. They love it. It's just like business, 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 business. Fun Connor for 45 minutes at 11.45 on a Saturday and then back to business again. He strikes me as a guy who just, he's known what he's going to be since he was eight years old. So he's just known how to prepare for that. And yeah, he seems like. It's a very, everything is calculated in his head. Like, you and I are just blurring out whatever comes out of our minds right Literally, now, where it looks yeah. like he is, he's thinking like three sentences in advance all the time. Yeah? That's kind of how I think it is. And that's just how different people, like, that's how smart people operate. If you think of how many times he's had an opportunity to celebrate himself, 
Yeah. Right? And how many times guys are like, hey, Connor, we're the crappy Erie Otters. Let's go to a house party and chug, right? And he was like, no, thank you. I think that all those times you say no become a badge of honor at some yeah. point in your training regimen where you're just like, I keep it tight yeah. and I'm not out in the streets all the time. I'll remember occasionally, this. occasionally, yeah. Connor, just once in a while, like, oh, I don't know, say you signed a, how big was the contract? A lot of money. Exactly. Lot and lot I don't know, you're in what city in Las Vegas? Yeah, anywhere. Vague, you're in Las yeah. Vegas and, and you're in Nevada and, and you just made $100 million and you're 21. Go wild and take yeah, down of most of the cast of a TV show. Oh, that would be. I just want to see him just lighting up, just driving down the strip in a vehicle. Oh, that would be great. Can you imagine if Connor wasn't the way Connor is and he was like slightly scandalous, Connor? And there was like <laughs> word getting out like, I heard that Connor McDavid drove down Jasper Ave in a Rolls Royce Phantom with the trunk hanging off the other day and like crazy shit. Imagine he had, like, a little bit of Patrick Kane-type crazy in him or somebody like that, but he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He's, like, a statesman. Yes, yeah, he's a, pol- he's a politician. Yeah, he is a politician. and the greatest player in the world. I know. And in an Oilers jersey until we all get to leave Earth and go move to Mars. Oilers fans are very, very No wonder very we're all fortunate. kissing each other in the know. Yeah, like, maybe that's Come why, here, yes. Gertie. Yes. Mwah, 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 mwah. yes. Uh, next week on the pod, we will have a season preview. This is going to be amazing. We don't know exactly what will be on said season preview. We're called positivity. Yes, but we'll have lots of hijinks. Yeah. Uh, we'll maybe have a guest or two. We'll yeah. just chat about Oilers as we head into the 17-18 season. Let's commit to it right now. Season preview yes. show. So hit us up. Last yes. week, people hit us up about wrestling. Very small sample size <laughs> said, wrestling, meh. And by the way, your ratings are low this week because you and Maggio talked all nerdy. Noted. Thank you, yes. Internet. We tried to keep it hockey related. Yeah. Hit us with some ideas. Yeah. Like what kind of like, I love the prop bets. Yeah. Honestly, just crazy things like, well, who's going to hit 30 goals or who's going to... We'll have more points, Maroon or Nude. Well, here's the one less earth. Who has more points, the Oilers or Connor McDavid? Connor McDavid will have more points than the Oilers. Think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's a good way to start. It, it's going to be like in the next three years, he's going to hit his all-time highs, and they're going to be eye-popping. Man, it's exciting. The other thing think. popping. <laughs> yes. <So laughs> that's what I'm, I'm just rattled now. I'm going to cough my way off this yes. show. So that's what we're going to chat about uh, next week. I think mm-hmm. we I think we done a two-man wrecking crew pretty good. We did a really good job. Weeks. I'm really proud of yeah, us. Yeah, I'm proud of ourselves as well. Yeah. All right. All right. Real Life Podcast. That's Wani. I'm a Joe. Here Been we in go. Canada. 1.9 trillion parts to serve you. Been in Canada. Best in the biz. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.